Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. We here at Punditocracy, being the upstanding patriots you know and love, plan on celebrating this holiday weekend and birthday of American independence the only way that we should as true children of our democratic revolution. By gorging on inappropriate piles of nitrate and hormone-filled wads of charred meat. By drinking medically unadvisable amounts of cheap beer until blind in one eye. And, most importantly, and especially after ripping oneself to the tits, by lighting copious stockpiles of Chinese-made explosives illegally smuggled in from Mexico. I raise a smoking hand stump to my cross-eyed, vomit and bratwurst-smeared face in a full salute. America. Fuck yeah. <coughs> but this is Punditocracy. I'm Gavin along with... Anna. And Aaron. And uh, yes, it is uh, actually starting right now, today, Independence Weekend. So what are you guys planning on doing? Wieners. Well, it's wieners. You're going to eat lots of wieners? And I'm just saying wieners. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I like every good patriotic American. I'm going to blow a lot of shit up. And yeah. I'm going to drink a lot of cheap American domestic beer. Yeah. Like some Schlitz, Natty Light, PBR. Um, they still make Fat Cat. Yes, River. Believe they do make that. The guy. cheapest 12 pack of beer you can buy is like $3 for 12 of them, and they come in these like day glow orange it's cans. Made with real cats. Yeah, <laughs> freshly squeezed <laughs> and malted pussy. <laughs> the cheapest beer I ever saw, I think it was called Red, White, and Blue. And it <laughs> kind of like Patriot Tissue. Yeah. No. <laughs> Patriot Tissue. Wiping your ass with jingoism. <laughs> A case of Red, White, and Blue, I think, was like four fifty. Mm. Oh, it was. That's kind of pricey. It was wretched still. God bless the free market economy. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, I need to get some illegal explosives before this weekend yeah. kicks in. You gotta go to Missouri. There's Missouri. still time. Yeah, there's still time. St. Joe. But let that be a lesson to all of you listening to this podcast right now. Smuggle in fireworks from out of state. Oh, I've already got my fair share of bottle rockets and raging Cajuns. And <laughs> raging Cajuns. <laughs> James Carville with a wick. <laughs> Oh, good. He's an ugly man. And I'm going to take those bottle rockets and shoot them at people. That's right. And you know what? I'm going to be so drunk that if they end up kicking my ass for it, you won't I won't notice. No. <laughs> After the domestic beer. Uh, if you are in law enforcement and listening to this right now, you can email us at poundingthepundit <laughs> at yahoo.com or visit our website, punditocracy.net. And uh, I suppose we should get to the... Uh, the actual institution of this wonderful system of government that we're celebrating this weekend. One of the three pillars, the Supreme Court making a lot of news this week uh, and last. And just today it was announced that Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is retiring. And uh, now we have to look forward to the unholy shitstorm that's going to erupt between the two parties in Congress and between the activist groups on both sides of the political spectrum trying to sway the debate. Uh, We're going to get twisted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it will certainly give us something to talk about for the next, oh, I don't know, year. Yes. Uh, and we can all hope for Alberto Gonzalez, Attorney General, to be promoted to the Supreme Court so that torture now becomes law of the land. We can only hope. Yeah, if we're lucky. Uh, but yes, uh, everyone out there listening, look forward to the media storm and the political earthquake that's going to erupt as a result of this. 
we don't have much information to go on right now other than she sh announced her retirement. Bush has already been investigating replacements and uh, meeting with folks. And in a surprising bit of comedy, not comedy, tragic comedy usually from the White House, but comedy, Bush is reaching out to Democrats and to congressional leaders on the Hill of both parties. He's met with both Bill Frist and Harry Reid. What a nice guy. I know, I know. I think he's looked that at this. That compassionate conservatism is coming back. That's right, yes. <laughs> yes, I think Bush finally looked at his tanking poll numbers and realized that maybe being so hyper-divisive is not the best political strategy, so he's looking well, for something what to... What does he care? He's not up for re-election again. Yes, but uh, he still has to deal with his party over the next three years if yeah. he wants to get any legislation passed. So if, uh, as the president's numbers go, so go Congress's Republican leadership. So he still has to maintain some decorum. So yes, everyone look forward to that. But uh, right now, we'll take a look at Sandra Day O'Connor's lasting political legacy, judicial legacy, with her last rulings the spate of rulings that the Supreme Court released this past week. And uh, the one that's been getting the most coverage and making the most hay is Kelo versus the city of New London, Connecticut. The imminent domain case, and I know that's uh, imminent domain sounds like a very dry John Grisham pot boiler. However, with Keanu Reeves, with Keanu Reeves as the country lawyer, trying to adopt a Southern accent, but Yes, eminent domain is where a uh, local government can, in the name of public use, seize private property. However, in Kilo versus the city of New London, it has been ruled that you can now seize property for private ventures if it's proven that it will, in the long term, provide for the public good. Uh, like a Home Depot. That's right. Because, <laughs> you know, cheap vinyl siding and uh, new Pfizer sinkware is for the public good. Uh, but here's what, <laughs> here's what Justice John Paul Stevens wrote for the majority. Uh, the city has carefully formulated an economic development that it believes will provide appreciable benefits to the community, including, but by no means limited to, new jobs and increased tax revenue. He was joined by Anthony Kennedy, David Souter, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Stephen Breyer. However, in the dissent, written by our lovely departing Sandra Day O'Connor, any property may now be taken for the benefit of another private party, but the fallout from this decision will not be random. The beneficiaries are likely to be those citizens with disproportionate influence and power in the political process, including large corporations and development firms. And O'Connor was joined by Rehnquist, Chief Justice, who everyone thought was going to retire because, you know, He's got old. and he's dying of thyroid cancer, but he's, he's sticking yeah. it out apparently. Get those stripes to keep him bolted. <laughs> yeah, but there's no telling when he's gonna kick the bucket. That's true. I, mean, I imagine he'd probably like to die with the gavel in his hand. He'll just like keel over on and the bench. That's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. Be pretty cool though. <laughs> or the, his his final adjudication when he brings the the gavel down, he'll just he explode just in a cloud <laughs> of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. It looked like a vampire on <laughs> Buffy that's been staked through the heart. Ooh, that was nerdy reference. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah dorky, let's not make not any more Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, you're right. No, I shouldn't. Please I don't even watch the show that much. Please I just know too continue. many people that do. But anyway, O'Connor in the descent was joined by Ryan Quist, Scalia, and Thomas. 
And uh, this makes me really nervous because I'm actually siding with Antonin Scalia and Tom DeLay on this particular ruling. Eminent domain is kind of a frightening overreach of government power. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's about time that those uh, influential wealthy citizens and corporations got a break. That's true. Who's looking out for them? The little guy yeah. with the billions of dollars. Who's looking <laughs> out for him? Where, where do you fall down on eminent domain? Um, I guess I'll play devil's advocate just to try to bring out another side of the story. Beazelbub! Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I do what I can. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the argument on this is, you know, uh, when a town is trying new development and um, if bringing in new businesses into a town is going to greatly increase um, jobs, um, tax revenue, income for people in the town, and it's going to expand that town and make it bigger and better, and it's going to bring more people into the town, um, then perhaps in that case, maybe it's okay for the government to kick people out of their houses <laughs> and let corporations come in and build businesses. What does it happen to growing outward? Like, couldn't they just, like, move the outskirts? Like, Lawrence has well, you never the, know, the though, targets I mean, and stuff out on Can't we just build the mini-malls on stilts Ooh. above the houses? That's I think that would, everyone would be happy with that. They just drop their waste into yeah, the yard. Yeah, just instead of plumbing, just have it like an outhouse style, like a two-story outhouse. <laughs> just have it drop down on the poor people living underneath That's it. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. But I investigate. Fertilizes their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but if they are properly compensated for moving, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps if it is for the public good and for the good of the town, maybe in a case like that, you know, I can side with it. And I uh, and I actually, you know, there are in fact decent arguments on both sides of this issue. But I think the negative on this outweighs the positive uh, because you just never know if that private property that's being built is in fact going to provide the jobs and the economic well, stream that they're hoping for. Well, of course, there's always going to be that, uh, that question. And like I've mentioned before, uh, just locally, for example, look at the outlet mall out on the turnpike, look at the, uh, the, uh, the mall front. on the riverfront, the two malls that were on the riverfront that both went belly up. Who also had similar arguments. Oh, it's going to bring jobs, and it's not going to hurt local businesses. Or something. Well, what businesses are they planning on putting up? It's going to be office space and strip mall. Like I don't yeah, think they've announced any businesses in the strip mall yet. It could be a, a bail bondsman. <laughs> yeah, a liquor store, <laughs> and a pawn shop, porno. <laughs> well, it's just and a hot dogs. A lot Wieners. of <laughs> A lot of it just depends on the situation. Uh, for instance, let's say that a business wanted to um, set up a factory in a town which you knew that that factory was going to, say, employ a 1,000 people, and that was going to bring a 1,000 people into your town, thus bringing in more money. Um, you know, in a case like that, you know, I don't know. I mean, It worked for Flint, Michigan, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really did. But then again, there is always um, that argument that uh, the government has no right to kick people out of their private property, even if they are compensated. And also, the other kind of slippery slope aspect of this is that the Supreme Court ruled that local governments still have to prove that it is a, quote, blighted area. 
before you can proceed you with redevelopment. People. Yes. Well, now the federal government, though, can kick people out legally if they're building like a school or a new highway or something, yeah. correct? Although you still have to prove that it's a blighted area and that it is, in fact, a drag on the economy and uh, does not propagate the public good, yeah, a.k.a. Mexicans. <laughs> 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 that is the outlook. I mean, that's what's going to happen, basically. But, um, yeah, but it all comes down to the definition of blighted. I mean, if the definition of blighted is just old and run down. If there's a potato famine. Yeah. In the area. Or, yeah, or, you know, uh, I mean, by that definition, does that mean that we can seize David Souter's prostate and build a shopping mall in his ass? I would like to visit that mall. Because th that, that is a very spotty <laughs> prostate. It is blighted. They like have a, a very potato. nice gap there. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a rotten yam. Uh, but, you know, he has enough people coming and going in his ass. I think that would qualify as public good. I think that would qualify as public good. Yeah, probably. But, uh, Is it eminent, though? <laughs> eminent leakage. Speaking of leakage, <laughs> the other big case that the Supreme Court ruled on, at least uh, the one that interests me the most, is uh, Matt Cooper of Time Magazine and Judith Miller of the New York Times uh -huh. trying to seek an injunction against a grand jury investigator investigation looking into the leak of CIA agent Valerie Plame. Uh, backstory. Douchebag of freedom, Robert Novak. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, in one of his columns uh, in the run-up to the Iraq War, outed Valerie Plame, who was an undercover CIA agent. She was also Not gay. <laughs> Not gay. <laughs> but Valerie Plame is married to Joseph Wilson, former ambassador, to Nigeria, who is looking into the yellow cake claims that the uh, British intelligence and the Bush administration was trying to use in the run-up in the war to Iraq. So Joseph Wilson came out and disputed this evidence. And so as political retaliation, somebody in the White House leaked his wife's name to Robert Novak. And this is a federal offense, and it borders on treason. So there has been an independent grand jury investigation established. For some reason, douchebag of freedom, Robert Novak, is exempt from this investigation. However, two reporters who investigated, not even investigated, just reported on this leak, Matthew Cooper of Time and Judith Miller of New York Times, have been subpoenaed. Was this after Novak leaked it? Yes. Yeah. They've both been subpoenaed by this grand jury investigation. Uh, to get the sources of the leak, because they have notes, they did some investigating, they found out who the leak was, and they investigated on it. Uh, they are trying to maintain the privileged status that reporters have with anonymous sources. The Supreme Court refused to rule on it, so the grand jury investigation, the judge overseeing it, gave both of those reporter reporters until today, Friday, to divulge their sources. Time Magazine, independent of Matthew Cooper, went ahead and decided to turn over his notes on his behalf, which is very generous of them. Friendly. So, yeah. So, we have this interesting dilemma here. The debate between privileged sources and freedom of the press versus uh, independent judiciary and investigation into possible federal offenses. What do you got? I think in the case of a CIA officer, I mean, that I completely agree with you. That does border on treason. And you also have to understand when her name was leaked, she was highly um, 
undercover in the CIA. And giving up her name, especially being that she was stationed overseas, could certainly put her life into danger. Mm-hmm. And um, she also had information, from what I understand, that would have debunked George Bush's argument um, that uh, Iraq bought nuclear weapons material from Nigeria. Tasty Betty Crocker Young Cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Nigeria? It was. Nigeria. Uh, but, yeah. I, I have to say, uh, and just from a personal political invective standpoint, I want to see this source from the White House revealed. Because more than likely, it's either Karl Rove or one of his or toadies. Or it could be Dick Cheney. Or too. it could be Dick Cheney and his toady, Scooter Libby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but the, the vice president's chief of staff is named Scooter. She well, went on a yeah, stick you, a week. You can He'll replace that muffler. <laughs> you can just imagine if um, Bill Clinton had oh somebody within Bill Clinton's Armageddon on this. Yeah. would be upon us if that had it's happened. It's just amazing. I'm tired of Robert Murdoch. I'm glad that they canceled Crossfire and Capital Thank Gain. Thank God. Uh, I don't want to see. Uh, I like Capital Gain. Though. I like Capital Kim Gain Novak. Actually, Kim <laughs> <laughs> Vertigo, Novak, great yeah, film. Yeah, no. Bob Novak, King of Leaks. Uh, both from Although his White House sources and from his Huggies. Because <laughs> he's old. delicious in potato soup. So. <laughs> That's true. Of course, getting rid of Crossfire not only got rid of Novak, but it Tucker also got Carlson. rid of Tucker Carlson. That so. bow-tied little twerp. <laughs> he God. thinks he's Mo Rocca, but he's not. <laughs> he's no media gadfly. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, uh, well, apparently he has a new show on MSNBC. That's yeah, I, I, so. I hear it's terrible, too. Oh, I'm sure it Although, is. since it's on MSNBC, nobody's going. I bet more people listen to this podcast than watch MSNBC. <laughs> well, for one thing, we don't have <laughs> MSNBC in Lawrence, so exactly. we can't watch it. Um, so nobody can prove us wrong right now. That's right. I'm going to make a wild accusation <laughs> and repeat it often enough that it becomes unchallenged. Wrong! <laughs> wrong! Thank God the McLaughlin Group is still on that oh, Best political analysis show on TV. Yeah, and those fuckers in the Senate wanted to slash... PBS funding. That would have hurt John McLaughlin. Oh, it would have. And Tony Blanken. I don't know what <laughs> I... And his wonderful silk ties. I don't know what I would do with myself if I can watch the McLaughlin group every Friday. I mean, we got Pat Buchanan. We have Eleanor Cliff. That yeah. dried up tea hag of justice. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Tony Blankley and his fashion statement that we yeah. get to see every and, week. And that guy named Mort. <laughs> well, now, see, that fourth guy seems to change. That's a rotating slot, yeah. That's right. Here on Punditocracy, we offer insightful commentary on other, on other analysis shows, shows yeah. that you're not watching right now. You can call it masturbatory because we're jerking off right now. Uh, so forgive any splashing sounds you might hear well, on the microphone. I, I jerk off every Friday. Yeah, yeah that's what you do if McLaughlin <laughs> Group is canceled. You just yeah. have more wank time. Exactly. Uh, well, and I can watch the McLaughlin Group again on Sundays and then binge. Oh. <laughs> yep. So double I get double your dose. Free run. Uh, well, but speaking of masturbating and the internet, <laughs> the other major ruling, at least for people in our age group who like stealing music. That's all of us. Yes, was uh, Grokster versus the recording industry of America. <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court ruled that... This one really amuses me, by yeah, the way. <laughs> peer-to-peer file-sharing services uh, do, in fact... And this was a unanimous decision, by the way. They're old. <laughs> uh, They're listening to the Starland vocal band. Yeah, although the funny thing is, is that uh, Modest Mouse was mentioned by name 
in the ruling as, a as an example band. as a popular band. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Do being traded. What sort of bizarro universe do we live in? I don't know. Like it was Reinquist too, the guy who's dying of thyroid cancer. Apparently, oh, you know, rocks out to uh, modest uh, good mouth. news for people modest like that. Modest mouth kind of says thyroid cancer. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> good news for people who love bad news. <laughs> thyroid cancer. <laughs> uh, but yes, the Supreme Court ruled that you can, in fact, sue these uh, file swapping software services because. Like what else are they used for? Right. <laughs> and now the FBI can come after you too if yeah. um, you are yes. caught illegally downloading yes. this stuff. Thank and God the FBI is uh, devoting their time and effort to oh. tracking down recording yes. software and also uh, tracking down people dying of cancer growing medicinal marijuana. Thank because God. that's what the FBI really should be there to do. I mean, God forbid they would <laughs> spend their time, you know, investigating terrorists or drug smugglers or mafia groups or something. No, no they're going to waste all their time on. People that illegally download Old music. man Johnson downloaded Crosby, Stills, and Nash <laughs> exactly. to listen to while he tokes up because <laughs> he can't see. He was toking up, <laughs> up on his <laughs> medical marijuana trying to download Jethro <laughs> Toll or whatever. <laughs> the FBI is coming for you, buddy. Ezra, you've downloaded your last Sinatra tune. What are you looking forward to downloading before you're arrested, Anna? Well, now that you mentioned Bing Crosby, <laughs> hey, that's pretty swinging. <laughs> that's right. I'll get a whole anthology. Mm-hmm. I'll get one Ravi Shankar song for the last of like <laughs> six <laughs> years. This really is ridiculous, just ruling in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, well, how is it? That's the only reason file sharing with the music industry is in a slump. <laughs> because with, with marriages like Avril Lavigne to that ugly, ugly Sum 41 guy, the music industry is clearly at a, at a peak of zenith right yes. now. A, rebr- a renaissance. You have two shitty Canadian titans of faux punk music joining forces, Avril Lavigne and that guy they from They can Sum only 41. have super music babies. Well, yeah. I just don't understand how it's hurting the music industry so bad. I mean, I remember back before you could download music off the internet, what would you do, you know? One person would go out and buy a brand new CD, and ten of your friends would bring a cassette tape or over. Or you'd tape it off the radio. Or, or you would tape it off the radio. Right. How is that any different than downloading it off the internet? See, I think the uh, record industry is confusing the current slump, uh, or at least they're blaming the wrong reasons for the current slump in record sales. They think it's because of file sharing, when in fact most studies show it's that shitty music. Yeah, but it's, shitty mu- it's not file back. swapping. In fact, most studies show that uh, file swapping people who do swap files and who download MP3s tend to go out and buy the CD of that artist that they've downloaded. Well, yeah, I mean, if you really like a musical group, chances are you're going to go out and buy the CD because you want to hear all the songs. You Sometimes they come with extras. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, I think, that download music from the Internet are just downloading maybe one song from an artist that they like. They I don't want the entire album. They just want a couple songs, so they download it put it on the CD, that way they don't have to go out and I buy an entire only CD download for things that I don't want to give money to. Like really <laughs> embarrassing bands from <laughs> yeah. the 80s that I'm sort of yeah. secretly hiding. And it's been I don't want to give Journey any money. Well, the other thing, <laughs> too, is She's got enough. Or Night Ranger. I would give them money. CDs are so expensive today, too. I mean, God, oh you're God. spending probably... Artificially inflated $18, probably, if you want to go buy a new CD. And why if you does anybody... Just on a side note, why does everybody buy music at Borders? Like, it minimum cost, like, $17 to buy a CD at Borders. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't understand it. 
The price of your head but I'm poor, so I just Nobody actually buys things at Borders. People just wander around. So. Really? They don't even have free coffee at Borders. Just the rule. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the test week thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, we're all biased because you are, in fact, Michigan champions. You sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Swap us. It's our bread and butter. Yeah, but throw us on Grokster right now. But it's funny because Grokster was relying on a previous Supreme Court ruling back from 83, I think, uh, in regards to when video cassettes came out. Oh, Beta, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like a Sony that. versus the, 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 the uh, behemoth of Betamax that swept the industry. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was Sony versus the uh, Motion Picture Association of America. And, um, you know, Motion Picture Association uh, was going all chicken little, Sky's Park, going to ruin our industry. Uh, from people, you know, recording National Lampoon's Vacation <laughs> on Cinemax. <laughs> or Other just renting it. To be yeah. fair, I did know people who had just basements and basements full of tapes they'd been on HBO. Yep. <laughs> oh, Which are yeah. useless now because yeah. they don't have VCRs anymore. So. Well, but you can... Take all your old VHS <laughs> now and put them on the DVD. Beverly Hills Cop 2, the super dub <laughs> from 1980-whatever <laughs> that you recorded it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think everybody knows somebody who has just mountains of VHS <laughs> tapes that they picked up. But HBO. it didn't ruin the movie industry. <laughs> Terrible directors ruined the movie industry. Yeah, yeah. Awful film. Uh, speaking of films, just saw one recently. War of the Worlds. I refuse to the see The new World Tom Wars. Cruise, Steven Spielberg, alien epic. And when I say alien epic, I'm not referring to Tom Cruise's religion. Although. Yes. <laughs> Although, of course, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Tom Cruise's recent meltdown in the media. Uh, He's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> his, his freak out over the child bride on Oprah. Um, the Brooke Shields The thing. Brooke Shields smackdown, the weirdest public feud between two stars that I think I've ever seen. His argument that uh, Ritalin is rela- uh, readily available on every street corner for you to buy. Uh, Why am I not on these street corners? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I used to be I had to rely on alcohol to keep my ADD in check. But now, <laughs> if I'd known this, I need to find a dealer. Well, according to Tom Cruise, you can find Ritalin anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just shake an eight-year-old well, and it falls <laughs> out. And apparently if you crush it up and snort it like Coke. Yep. It is a stimulant. It is a stimulant. Uh, but uh, Tom nice Cruise also, uh, I believe yesterday or the day before, came out and admitted that he believes in aliens, which is, you know, yeah, so what? not but that does weird. Does he believe the aliens are the future? <laughs> does he believe that aliens are abducting him and giving them secret messages? Although that is a good lead-in. For the story of Scientology. Gather around, children. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. Uh, Xenu is God. Xenu is all hail Xenu. And no, I'm not not talking about a New Zealand warrior princess lesbian. Uh, That's Xena. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Ern knows him some Xena. (laughs) I mean, wait, I have... (laughs) Ern loves him some breastplates. (laughs) I was just kidding. I've never heard of anything called Xena before. Oh, but uh, Zenu. But Zenu, for those <laughs> not having attained OC level three clear within the Church of Scientology. Well, I don't have a million dollars, so yeah, it, it uh, is kind of pricey to find enlightenment in yeah. the Church of Scientology. Enli- enlightenment is not in my budget. financial. <laughs> it's not in the cards right now. 
about 75 million years ago. Just, just think of this as like uh, Garrison Keillor, Lake Wobegon story, except crazy. If they're a tuna hot dish. <laughs> but uh, 75 million years ago, there was this galactic ruler named Xenu who looked at all of his planets and decided that they were overpopulated. So with the help of accountants and psychiatrists... Oh, they were in existence 75, yeah, 75 million, million years, years ago? Yeah, 75 million years ago in space. Is it oh, they yeah. might have been the Jesians in South Park. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it's about the same thing. <laughs> uh, I, in fact, I think the South Park is more plausible. But Zenu and his army of accountants and psychiatrists rounded up all the overpopulation in his galactic domain drugged them, and defrauded them of income tax, took them to Earth, stacked them like kindling in front of active volcanoes, dropped H-bombs in these volcanoes so that they would erupt, killed the millions and millions, the hundreds of millions of people that were brought to Earth. They had H-bombs 75 yeah, million years they ago? Did. But, but not uh, A-bombs. But not A-bombs. No, they weren't bad. That's that was 75 million That's years ridiculous. ago. That's right, man. That was re- A-bombs now? Come on. Ridiculous for me to even bring that up. I'm sorry. I should ignore that, that and continue you were, the story. You were public schooled, weren't you? <laughs> I guess. God. But anyway, <laughs> these hundreds of millions of people that were killed by the H-bomb-filled volcanoes, volcanoes that <laughs> Zeno rounded up, uh, their lost souls were then roaming Earth. So then Zenu and his army of evil accountants and psychiatrists mm-hmm. rounded up the souls, put them in a giant movie theater, showed them films about Jesus, God, and the devil so that they would get confused because, you know, they were called Jesus now. Then they would let these uh, souls loose on the earth so that nowadays they are actually possessing us as, as human beings in the contemporary age of the moon. And that is why we have mental disorders, and that's why we have depression. And the only cure is, you guessed it, Scientology. Woo! To exercise those lost uh, souls from your spirit. And, uh, oh, by the way, Xenu was eventually captured and is still currently on Earth in a force field that's contained in a mountain somewhere. Which I believe I read the force field is powered by an eternal battery. Yes. Yes, it is. So he's in an undisclosed still location. Still going? Yep. Yep. Along with our vice president. Uh, <laughs> Same bunker. <laughs> hey, maybe that's where Dick Cheney's been maybe all Maybe Dick Cheney is Zeno. I think, oh, out. that's a, I, uh, we need to investigate that theory. That's like OC level four. Does he have a navel? <laughs> is he human? <laughs> Well, this Scientology sounds reasonable enough. Where do I sign I up? Uh, it only costs $15,000 oh, for an initial you. cleansing. You will be audited, both uh, financially and spiritually. I see. Yep. And uh, this nonsense has attained tax-free status from the United States government, hmm. even though it started out as a self-help scam by a failed drug addicted science fiction writer back you in the mid 60s, L. Ron Hubbard. Having, you think he was having problems with the psychiatrists and accountants? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's really ironic. <laughs> if he was. Yes. That uh, that's how the universe or the world began. Yes, I can only imagine L. Ron Hubbard going to psychiatrists, talking about aliens, being told he's crazy, saying, You're part of the conspiracy, and then starting his own religion. To counter psychiatry. You know, I should do that. <laughs> there is a quote from him saying that the easiest way to make a million dollars is to start a religion. That's very true. Wow. He is a smart, insane as hell man. I want a religion based on beer. I'm thinking I need to start my own religion, or at least my own secret society. Yeah, Especially, yeah. I mean, a 
apparently I can get tax exempt status. I mean, if this crazy shit can be. You need a really exempt. ridiculous story to. Well, I just want you know I'm more of the secret society oh. type. I, I'd rather Freemason like sort of stuff. yeah, I'd rather you know have a group of people rocking around in cloaks and <laughs> chanting and secretly <laughs> ruling the world. I believe the Freemasons believe that there is an extraterrestrial buried underneath the skin tip paw. I believe that is that is that is what you learn in the inner sanctum of the Freemasons after you drink a virgin's blood out of a skull. So why don't they just go dig it up? <laughs> well, great. Now we've revealed the Freemason secret. They're going to come after us now. So, uh, to our listening audience, if you find my corpse sliced from crotch to throat with my intestines hanging out, you'll know why. Freemasons got to me. Could have been the Scientologists. That's true. They prefer throwing you overboard at sea, though, okay. and bankrupting you. Yeah. Now, the Scientologists, it's not just Tom Cruise, I believe, also John Travolta. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley's got a lot of actually, spirits inside actually her. Actually, I think Kirstie Alley is the mountain that <laughs> Xenu is being held in right now. <laughs> Who w- there was another big movie star that's into this, too. Oh, there are a lot of – Alfred Woodard, weirdly enough. Danny Masterson from that 70s show. Hyde. Hyde from that 70s show. That makes is sense. Is a brainwashed drone of L. Ron yeah. Hubbard. Goodness. Yeah, there's a whole Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. That's the one. Isaac Hayes. That's the one I was. um, I couldn't remember. Isaac (laughs) Hayes. Yeah, that is just bizarre. (laughs) But uh, apparently, these big Hollywood hotshots. I'm just talking about Xenu. (laughs) Pay millions of dollars to learn the truth of Xenu and cleanse themselves free of sin or whatever it is. And this this goes back to my theory that actors have no souls. (laughs) (laughs) Actors are the most weak-willed. Uh, manipulative people on the planet. I mean, they, they're in a profession by nature where they have no core and that they adopt other people's personalities and I pretend to be other people. for Christopher Walken. Who is always Christopher Walken. <laughs> Thank he's, God. He's I grounded. Think this, this reinforces my theory that actors are just nuts. And dumb. <laughs> now, see, now the actors are going to come flashing. <laughs> no, they're too stupid. I know. <laughs> They'd rather seek therapy from a bunch of nutcases in Los Angeles. We may add to their mental anguish, but (laughs) they're probably not going to care. Give another 20,000 to the Church of Scientology. We're going to have Katie Holmes showing up at our door. She's kind of tall. You know, I wonder, that's a good question. Will Tom Cruise convert Katie Holmes? She's already started. Yeah, she's being being audited right now. She won an Audi. (laughs) I wonder what her parents must think. But this has to. Yes. What do her parents think about that? Oh yes. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned it, Anna. There is a great quote from Katie Holmes's father. He was tracked down by some media outlet and asked how he felt about his daughter marrying Tom Cruise, and his quote was along the lines of, "Well, any father would feel trepidation knowing that her his daughter." was marrying a middle-aged nutcase who likes to jump on furniture and worships aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what my parents said about you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worship aliens. I worship alcohol. Oh. That is my god. Jim Beam is my god. No, I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> How much of Tom Cruise craziness, especially recently, just his buffoonery in general, do you think that... <laughs> 
any of this has to do with him just trying to bring publicity to himself. It's all it's all negative movie. publicity. In fact, uh, because of all of this, Katie Holmes has not been invited to be in the Batman sequel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson dropped out of working on Mission Impossible 3 with Tom Cruise because of this. And in fact, according to Galen, who unfortunately could not make it, he's he, still he sends his love. He's still in a Turkish prison. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Although his new husband is a lovely man. Uh, needs to wax his back more frequently. but Well, uh, it's good to see that Galen's finding love that's in, right. in the Turkish prison <laughs> system. Love like moles. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, anyhow, yes. Although I'd, I'd like to get your your final word on this, Aaron. Will you be upset now that the only person who will be seeing Katie Holmes's tits is Tom Cruise? Um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quite honestly, I had just a thing for Katie Holmes for years, but her recent behavior and the fact that she is marrying a complete butthead, I really don't ever want to see her again I in any movie. I didn't know she was that crazy. Yeah. Or that I dumb. I have no idea. I think it's just stupidity on yeah, her part. Again, who's my theory? My unified line. field theory, actors are dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess the only time I ever got to see Katie Holmes' tits was in uh, The Gift. The Gift. Yeah. They, yeah, were those were, those were they were tits. dead tits. Dead waterlogged tits. But, but you know. Holmes tits <laughs> nonetheless. You take what you can get, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But, hey, did you see President Bush's Iraq speech on Tuesday night? Oh, I did. <laughs> A fine speech it was. Yes, yes, it was. And I believe his poll numbers actually sank further after making that speech. Um, yes, it was a useless speech. It was meant to try to turn around his sagging poll numbers. Uh, sorry to all of you who are now experiencing whiplash from that topic change. Uh, but President Bush drowning in disapproval in the polls uh, decided that his only recourse was to try and go in front of the American people and say the same crap that he's been saying for, for the last year. Just three years rearranged. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like Taco Bell with the same seven ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> just in a new format. Yes, the seven layer burrito of the Bush Iraq policy. <laughs> uh, extra wok, I guess. But yeah, I have this interesting breakdown of his uh, Iraq speech. And again, we there's really not much to say about it because, again, it's the same crap that he's been spouting off for the past two and a half years now. Yeah, he really said absolutely nothing new at all. Although the, the new tack that he's taking is trying to link it again with September 11th. In fact, here's the breakdown. Well, references to September 11th in the speech, five. References to weapons of mass destruction, zero. <laughs> <laughs> references to freedom. Freedom. 21. <laughs> they want to be free. They want to be free. It's hard work. References to exit strategy. Zero. <laughs> references to Saddam Hussein, two. References to Osama bin Laden, two. References to, quote, a mistake, one. Only in regards to setting a timetable for withdrawal. Uh, references to mission. Mission. 11. <laughs> References to mission accomplished. Zero. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's basically all the speech was. Uh, trying to blur the lines between September 11th, the war on terror, and Iraq. 
uh, I just find it amazing that he's still trying to make this link between Saddam Hussein, Iraq, with 9-11 and Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, where it's just blatantly obvious at this point that there was no connection. Mm. There is mm. a connection with Al-Qaeda and terrorism in Iraq now, but that's just because of the U.S. invasion of Iraq. It's a good thing we stuck around, at least in Afghanistan, to really finish the well, job right. <laughs> things are starting to go pretty sour in Afghanistan, too. Clearly. The more. Well, it's, it's good to see that Bush at least has some consistency in his Middle Eastern policy. Let's ruin as many of them as possible. Um, <laughs> well, what I just find amazing is, is that there was absolute – he gave no – solutions to any problems that we have in Iraq. I mean, what I was, well, I guess I didn't really expect any from <laughs> President <laughs> Bush, but uh, with things going so badly over there, especially with the military, I would think that the president would maybe admit a little bit that, admit a little bit of the military mistakes that we've been making over there and then try to assure the American people that we are going to maybe change our policy a little bit so that we can have an exit strategy, so that we can start bringing U.S. soldiers home, and so we can make the Iraq um, problem work. Mm. Um, although you'll never hear him admit that he's made a mistake. Can't change horses in midstream. Nope, nope, even if the horse is drowning. <laughs> uh, because the only thing he has left to fall back on is that hardcore base of Republicans that's at most 30% of the American people who – admire Bush's stick to itiveness and they confuse that uh, with stubbornness and uh, well, irrational idiocy. <laughs> two problems that we have in Iraq right now, well of course there's many, but let's just take these two as an example. We need more troops mm -hmm. and Never it, it is obvious that foreign terrorists are just pouring into that country, mainly from Syria and Iran the border is wide open. Many military advisors have said, we need more troops on these borders to prevent at least some of these terrorists from coming in. Why is nothing being done about Democrats this? Democrats are suggesting this. Everyone said, oh, the Democrats have no uh, Iraq strategy. The Democrats are saying, just shore it up. Just put like try to yeah. get in NATO troops, patrol the border, uh, try to get Europe in to train the troops. Uh, even France, I think, has been willing to come in and train uh, the Iraqi police and troops, not in Iraq. Well, <laughs> Biden was talking about how if we could get even just 5,000 troops from NATO, yeah. you know, that could make all the difference in the world right there. Uh, but that just the, – the fact that the borders aren't patrolled just goes back to the hubris of the Bush administration in planning for this war and the incompetence of Donald Rumsfeld. Well, not anticipating this happening. However, I'd like to. Well, the thing is, okay, they made a mistake. They didn't protect the borders. Yeah. Well, okay, do it now. You know, <laughs> nope. I mean, it's That'd just be it admitting a mistake if they change policy at all. Well, you're never going to be able to defeat the insurgency when, for every insurgent you kill, there's ten new ones yeah. that are coming into the country. I mean, that's just a stupid policy. Although uh, the fact that there are more insurgents being made, I think, goes back to another misleading, uh, disingenuous claim by the Bush administration that all of the insurgencies are foreign Well, nationals. a lot of them are foreign nationals, yeah. yeah Although, even, even on the ground, most of the military leaders say that at most, 5 to 10% are actually foreign. I'm 
That's I'm not sure if that's necessarily correct. Well, it's really not a majority of the insurgency. And the reason that you're not going to hear the Bush administration say that is because then if you establish the fact that most of the insurgency is not foreign-based, then that leaves the Iraqi people, which means that it's a popular uprising, which means that they are rejecting us as occupiers, and that means we are in a world of shit. Well, we're in a world of shit anyway, unless things start changing very, very soon. But I'm not sure if I agree with you on the insurgency. This is is what I've heard from military leaders. I've I've just heard that. I mean, mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I've heard that close to – Half of the insurgents are either Saudi, Jordanian, Syrian, or Iranian. I don't think that's true. However, we can't really know well, for sure. We don't. True. We don't know who these people are. Really, we still don't know who these people are. They're, the insurgency is a hodgepodge, as best we can tell, of many different factions: jihadis, Muslim extremists, former Baathists, just Iraqi freedom fighters. Although the interesting thing now, and uh, this was kind of a little bit of egg on the Bush administration's face that came out over the weekend that the Pentagon is in fact negotiating with some of the insurgency leaders, uh, basically negotiating with the terrorists, uh, which Bush said, they're reaching they're either with us or, or against us. But no, I guess it would make sense to No, it's the only thing them. we have left to do. I mean, if you can come to some sort of solution, it, you yeah. know, at least – the yeah, Iraqi yeah. people and the insurgents could at least live together. <laughs> in harmony. <laughs> Buy them all a Coke. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the only recourse we have left, really, to be able – because we can't win militarily. Like, uh, you just well, can't fight this sort of insurgency Not the way you're conducting the no. war right now. Yeah, we're not going to change policy. Which uh, is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but the only other recourse we have left is to try to find a political solution, and the best way to – solve this is to try to fold in the insurgency into the the government but that could also lead yeah, to civil that, that's war. another can of worms but that'll <laughs> at least stop people from dying in the meantime uh, although that could eventually lead to an explosive civil war well i just diarrhea. i i think that the similarities um between iraq and vietnam are just every single day it's becoming um, more and more it's becoming more and more like it and uh, somebody did a really good comparison about um, where the United States was at in Vietnam three years into the conflict, and it was very similar to what's going on in Iraq right now. And you, uh, you even have some of the deja vu language. Dick Cheney saying the insurgency is in its last throes. Which, obviously, it's not. I yeah. don't know what Dick Cheney's been smoking, but all you have to do is just turn <laughs> on the— He's been drinking the Xenu juice. <laughs> all you have to do is just turn on even Fox News, for Christ's sake. Yeah, even Fox News <laughs> is taking it. Like, we can't cover this shit up anymore, right. guys. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like Dick Cheney saying that the insurgency in his last throws mirrors uh, Robert McNamara saying that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, then you have um, Donald Rumsfeld coming out, I believe, and I, I can't remember exactly what he said. He but said it, oh, it could take three, three four, five, four. six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years. <laughs> so you're seeing conflicting reports from people in the administration, and that's why Bush's numbers on Iraq are tanking so much because nobody has any idea what he's doing. Which right. Least know, of all him. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> that's that's what the, that's the only thing that anybody can come to the conclusion of. He has no fucking idea what he's doing. Do people? It took him this long to come to that conclusion. Yeah, y- couldn't we have figured this out before last November? Yeah. Well, 
It has. Well, and the other problem, too, is that the uh, military, um, recruiting for the military is down with, like, 25 percent now or something like that. Of course, now the the military is, uh, like, low-balling expectations so much. uh, They say, hey, we got 5,000 recruits in June. Uh, whereas <laughs> the number that they needed to reach their goal for the year was about 9,000 yeah. in June. Uh, so Although I did notice that the Air Force recruiting numbers are way up. Well, yeah, you can just fly over and yeah. drop bombs <laughs> in the Air Force. And by the time so you're trained, the war is going to be <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And in fact, yeah, the air support will be useless then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you just hang on on a boat for a while. <laughs> so yeah, there's no solution. It seems like at this point. Well, I mean, they're solutions, but they're all they, there. Ultimately, mm. could be a solution, but it's not going to happen not. the way we're going right now. Yeah, I think uh, we just need new leadership on this, and I think eventually Bush is going to have to get to the point where he needs to fire Donald Trump. So I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, where's where's Wolfowitz been, by the way? Oh well, he uh, he retired. He's been appointed as chief of the World Bank. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And apparently he's turned out into uh, into quite the softy neocon, oh. and, and he's looking to do all sorts of debt relief programs. And so he might actually be doing more good in the World Bank than he was as uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense. Well, if they did fire Don Rumsfeld, though, I mean, realistically, who would Bush bring in to replace him that would do anything different than what they're doing now? Chuck Norris. <laughs> Sidekicks. <laughs> Walker. Secretary of Defense. <laughs> Damn it. And you know what? I like <laughs> Chuck Norris movies. And I don't, when I watch Chuck Norris movies, I don't want to sit there and think about the raging Republican that he is. <laughs> well, I like know. A scary that doesn't mean I can't enjoy his movies, though. I, I just love Conan O'Brien's uh, Walker, Texas Ranger lever that he has <laughs> on his show. <laughs> well, now that is an awful show. It's terrible. Very patriotic. That though. is something to set up. You know what a good movie is? What? Lone Wolf and Quaid. You ever see that one? I Great no. Chuck Norris film. You, need, you haven't seen Lone Wolf I haven't and seen Quaid. Lo- well, my favorites are Forced Vengeance. Forced Vengeance? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like an ass master movie. <laughs> I think that's what we're calling a, the mission Forced. in Iraq. Isn't that Forced the Vengeance? <laughs> okay. Codename missing in War Two. Forced Mi- Vengeance. Missing in Action. The oh, Del- that's a great one. The Delta, Delta Force. Force. Delta Force 2. The motorcycle that shoots missiles. Yes. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, he had one that was called like uh, – Well, there were, he was in a couple like of the movies. the sheriff and the bad guy. The sheriff and the, the bad monster guy. And the monster. Firewalker. Oh, you know, with Louis Gossett Jr.? Yes. Yeah, the, the Indiana Jones ripoff. Oh, Gossett Jr. Well. Yeah, sorry. Anna, we're, we're, going, we're crawling in a uh, testosterone I can talk about childbirth for a couple minutes just to sort of <laughs> – very loud. Yeah, sorry. Your labor is too loud I'm over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just noticing on the scales, I just uh, tore up the computer. Sorry so about that. I think that's a sign that uh, we're coming to the end of our, yeah, I our think time we are. here. Uh, but oh, damn it. I wanted to sit here and talk about Chuck Norris for well, now. Well, that could be your you thing that doesn't That could suck. be a whole separate podcast. Next year, we could just do an all Chuck Norris Ooh, punditocracy. Good idea. Yeah. God help us all. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners assuming there are any, would really enjoy an all-Chuck Norris But well Now, would you allow a Chuck Norris slash Jean-Claude Van Damme alley? Well, I think Van Damme's a pussy, though. I mean, quite <laughs> honestly. The he guy's a wimp. He's he didn't a little, study ballet. He's a little girly man. 
Hey man, he can do some high and kicks. I'm sorry, though, I'm not real intimidated by some guy now in you can't spandex coming out, now kicking now and screaming. Now, now he he's established his macho bona fides by beating his wife repeatedly, and he's a coke addict. And too. he's a coke head, so come on. Well, but what martial arts superstar isn't a coke That's head? True. I mean, let's be honest. Here. <laughs> uh, uh, but snorting is similar to sucking. So what doesn't suck, Anna? Boobies and freedom <laughs> do not suck. Recently, the statue of the sort of semi-nude justice in the Justice Department that Ashcroft had a, a big stick up his ass about and covered with an $8,000 curtain. $8,000 yeah. curtain. It is blue. Why it the hell? It is suede. Yeah, I guess. Made with the, the skin of babies. <laughs> yeah. But finally, the statue was uncovered once again. And uh, it's a victory for breasts everywhere. So Let those suck. nipples fly. Yes. Aaron, what don't suck? Um, Bill Self doesn't suck for <laughs> forcing that turd J.R. Gins to transfer. He has a cancer on the team, and, uh, well, and he just <laughs> sucked as a basketball player, so. He got stabbed. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he, if, if he doesn't have the reflexes to avoid getting shivved, what good is he on the court? <laughs> well, Come on. I just love seeing our basketball program just slowly but surely just sink Sinking away. into the quagmire. Yeah, the, the KU basketball program is much like Vietnam. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're entrenched. So. Inextractable quagmire. <laughs> They're just, I don't know. Who's who's the Missouri team coach? Oh, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder could be Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leading, <laughs> leading this rebellion. Well, at least we don't have Quinn Snyder as the coach. Uh, Things could be a lot worse. See, right, so. Right, now – I'm probably going to be found dead in an alley by next week, and Jared Ginn <laughs> yeah, is no, probably going to come after me now. Although, actually, no. You'll you be befriended probably at stab the Moonbar. Yeah. <laughs> you might be able to catch him and stab him before he does anything. It's as formal as a handshake these days. <laughs> I'm sure I could probably run away from him. I mean, he is a KU basketball player. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, ooh. What doesn't suck? I'll tell you what don't suck. Our pasty bacon-eating, hockey-playing neighbors to the north, Canada. Oh, Canada Le- sucks. Canada sucks, but uh, now they suck in matrimony. Uh, they just legalized gay marriage. Uh, kudos to them. Also, they're sucking balls now. Yeah. Ooh, they're sorry. <laughs> but they're doing it uh, legally. Under the but they're doing it legally. Marriage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I applaud them and for Spain. again for again shaming us. Didn't uh, Spain do it too? Spain also did Espana. it recently. Uh, although, it's Spain. Like, Who can how tell? could you tell? Yeah, Who with all those yeah, they're all gay naked, hairy, blue anyway. people just kind of writhing <laughs> in a genderless ball on a beach in Ibiza with a techno beat throbbing in See, the middle. Now, now the Spaniards are going to come slice us, too. They're going to stab me with their chorizo. That's a Mexican wiener. Another wiener reference. Kudos for Canada. but It's fair. They're still a bunch of idiots up <laughs> there north. Yeah. Although, yes. Um, but they're, they're kind of growing some sack, though. They're also prop- – and they're not just, uh, you know, humming the sack. They're growing some sack. Uh, they are also proposing legislation in the parliament to prevent their cheap drugs from coming to the United States. Well, that's going to hurt a lot of – people in america well, you know what we don't need why are our drugs alive? so expensive this will force us like no it won't wha- force anything well yeah actually well, i think it will create an outrage uh large enough that um we're we're going to have to do nobody can afford 
the drugs that people in other countries can are the drugs that we make here in this country we can't afford to buy however in Canada and in Europe where they have socialized health care they can afford it yeah. because you know what they've socialized health care <laughs> which we, that's that's we communism an, we, which we Canada as an industrialized uh, civilized uh, uh, nation the fact that we haven't and we have upwards of 40 million people with no health insurance and even the people who do have health insurance right now they can't cover anything uh, we're fast approaching a healthcare crisis and I think this legislation in Canada will quicken the debate and will force us to confront well. uh, the healthcare clusterfuck that well, we have going on in this we'll country. We'll see about that. Yeah. I, d I don't... Well, I mean, it's not going to overnight miraculously, you know, I, I don't grant think us, have like, uh, any Viagra raining down from the I, sky. I don't think it'll have any effect other than some little ladies who weren't paying much for their drugs are now going to have to pay a lot more. But they vote that's less money for us to inherit. Yes. <laughs> now, would they vote, but they vote Democratic anyway, so... Not necessarily. Uh, but, anyhow, I think that the fact that they legalize gay marriage and the fact that they are, you know, forcing us to confront our own problems with health care, kudos to them. That doesn't suck. Also, Batman begins in Galen's absence. He would like me to uh, say that. L allow me to uh, take on Galen's thing that don't suck. Batman begins. Great film. Uh, not just a great comic book superhero film, but it's just a great, well-made adult action movie and uh, not the kind that you can yeah <laughs> it's not like forced vengeance <laughs> ass masters 28 i do have to admit forced vengeance really is a gay porno <laughs> sorry suck, except in certain parts well you can kind of tie that in with batman and the rubber suit but uh, anyhow probably. we have been listening to punditocracy we've been blabbering for about an hour now and I have been Gavin, along with Anna and Aaron. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and join us next week. Bye-bye.